Back to the block, Snoop Doggy Dog, monkey at the 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 dock. Went solo on that ass, but it's still the same. Long Beach is the spot where I serve my cane. Follow me, follow me, follow me, follow me, but don't lose your grip. Nine trips ain't they just there for me to fuck up shit. So I ain't holding nothing back, and motherfucker, I got five on the twenty sack. It's like that, and as a matter of fact, cause I never hesitate to put a nigga on his back. Yeah, so keep out the manuscript. You see that it's a must we drop dead. What's the motherfucking name? Hey, hey, what's up, world? This is your boy, Jeff, and if you don't know right now, this is Sauce Conversations, and this is our first episode of season three. Um, the hashtag is always working. We are your black bottle boys, your black bottle girls, and I got my gracious co-hosts with me. Say what up to the nation. Oh, what's up, everybody? Uh, hey, uh, it's Young Dad coming at you again. Uh, still, you know, behind the mask, but that's okay, shit, you know? Uh, hope y'all doing okay. Family's okay. Everybody's okay. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's just good to be back, you know, season three on they ass behind the mask. All right. Yes, sir. All right, Mac. Magadocious. Can't hear you, Mac, but, uh, drop off and I send you another link, Mac. A little technical issue, but uh, that's okay. That's expected. You know what I mean? Hey, what you gonna do? You know what I mean? Hey, what you gonna do? Good thing that we got it. This. So, um, season three, um, we want to make some um, big announcement before we do. Uh, I got a special guest with us. Uh, her name is Miss Toast. Miss Toast, how you doing? Hi, I'm doing okay. I'm happy to be back on Saucy Conversations. This is like, I think my third time, but an what? honor to be on the first episode of season three. So thanks a lot for having me. Welcome back. No, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Um, as for Saucy Conversations, uh, we have uh, some sponsors uh, we'd like to announce. Um, our first uh, sponsor that will be sponsoring season three and always been family since season one. We got Click A Vodka. Well, shout out to Click A Vodka. Yes, sir. And, um, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, a new sponsor that we have that um, is attached to our um, special guest today, today. Uh, Miss Toast. <laughs> <laughs> Miss Toast. Yes, yes, yes. We want to thank you um, for sponsoring um, our podcast for season three. Um, can you tell us about the uh, the product name and how you guys got started. Yeah, sure. Um, well, yes. Yeah, so again, Tosi, I am part of Holistic Remedies LLC and that company will be sponsoring Saucy Conversations. Um, so yeah, um, me and my partner started Holistic Remedies in 2018. Mm-hmm. We're a black owned CBD company that creates natural products to make you feel good. Um, our catalog includes 150 milligram CBD healing balm, a 25 milligram CBD honey and agave stick. And also we have um, six extraordinary scents for our hemp seed body butters. Um, each product is handmade with love and it relieves eczema, pain from arthritis, lupus, general soreness and many other ailments so we're excited Mm -hmm. to be sponsoring saucy conversations because you know you guys like 
people to feel good as well. Um, and we're going to be giving each of you 10% off with the promo code HR Meets Saucy. So I'll just spell mm. it out again H R M E E T S S A U C Y. So very excited about that. <laughs> yes, me. appreciate wow. that. Oh, thank you. Wow, that's dope. Yes. Loving that. I'm 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 gonna be looking to use that right away. Oh definitely. Yes, definitely. definitely. I've been using it. I've been using it and I'll tell you that the stuff is really good. My favorite um brand is the Wow Lavender. The 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 Okay. The The Wow Lavender. Yeah, yeah. That's that's my favorite right there. And it's it's really good. Okay. You know, for um for the fellas out there, you know, you want to treat your lady to a nice massage. This is a, one of the perfect products to do that on. You know what I'm saying? Or ladies, if you want to give your man, you know, cater to your man, give him a massage. <laughs> you could do hey. that well. Hey, but 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 I I heard Tony. I see. I heard you say it's got that CBD oil, right? That's that you know that hemp. I mean that that marijuana extract and all that. That product, right? right? That's that's what we're talking about, right? right? Yes, that's what we're talking about. Holistic remedies is all about destigmatizing, um, you know, the negative outlook on cannabis, marijuana use, and we want to just show people that it can be incorporated every day, even if you don't want to get high. It has so many different benefits so yeah cbd we use it in all of our products that's dope i'm, I'm telling you i mean you know whether you're getting high or not shit leave it in there for all i'm right. concerned but that, <laughs> but that aside that aside uh and not telling secrets and all that but no seriously you know i'm glad that you are on and bringing this to us because you know i got people in my family you know that 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 uh that's been using that and 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 and, and they, they they swear by that and, and i've used uh some of those products before i haven't used yours but i'm excited like crazy now because uh it really did work uh when i first used it you know people were like uh yeah that's just like you know all i'm like no and then when they tried it, it really worked mm-hmm. for them. So I will be, you know, uh, shopping soon. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, really, uh, really works. So The, the promo code is going to be attached to um, our um, uh, social media pages. So all our fans who would like to try out this product, um, just go ahead and um, support Ms. Toast and the whole brand. And I'm telling you, this, this stuff is uh, really good. And we're we so excited uh, moving on. With wow. this partnership. All right. All right. I'm, excited. Working, so. <laughs> I'm excited. All right. So, yes, we get Mac yes, Daddy yes. back? Yeah, Mac and back? Yeah, yeah, I'm back. Yeah, Can you hear me? Yeah, we oh, good. Oh, good. yeah, there we go. Right. Yeah, so yeah. since. Um, yeah, it's CBD. Do you have any uh, sublinguals, like um, droplets or anything? Um, we don't sell the CBD drops, um, but a lot of people like our. CBD honey, um, because it's something that you can just put into your food or incorporate in different recipes, similar to how you would do with CBD drops. So Mm -hmm. people really like that one a lot. Mm -hmm. And so do you you have ointments as well, like topical, uh, that type of, you know, application or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So our first products that we created was the CBD healing balm. So that is a topical, it's um, a peppermint menthol scent. So just by smelling it alone, you you experience a form of aromatherapy in itself. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And when you rub it on, it gets rid of soreness, it gets rid of stubborn dry patches of skin. Um, some people use it for their headaches, actually like uh-huh. rubbing it on their forehead. Uh-huh. Um, there's so many different ways for it to be used, to be honest with you. Sometimes our customers tell us a new way to use it that we didn't even think of. They're like, I tried it for this and it, you know, so one customer had really, really um, 
stiff knuckles mm. and had a um, hard time opening and closing his hands. And Damn. by using the CBD healing balm on his knuckles, he mm. actually felt immediate relief within minutes. Actually, we have a yeah. video on our Instagram page yeah. with that yeah. too. So yeah, there's it's 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 great. The topical is really really popular. Yeah, I mean, wow. he had them rough hands. Mm-hmm. I'm digging. I'm getting old, so you know that's why I'm asking all these questions. I'm all arthritic <laughs> and all that. So yeah, you that, know, that, I, that, I might be I'm gonna be buying that. I'm talking about people in my family help. Allie, um a lot has been going on and one of the biggest um talked about topics out there is Kanye West <laughs> making uh his remarks about Harriet Tubman and wow. and abortion. Um I'm gonna play a little clip real quick. Harriet Tubman never actually freed the slaves. She just had the slaves go work for other white people. She said she was pregnant, and for one month, and two months, and three months, we talked about her not having this child. She had the pills in her hand. Do people know these pills? Where you take the pills, and if you take it, it's a wrap. The baby's gone. And I called my wife, and she said, we're going to have this baby. I said, we're going to have this child. I know people that are 50 years old that didn't have the children, that didn't have that child, that have never got to experience the the level of joy that I experienced in having a child. But even if my wife were to divorce me after this speech, she brought North into the world even when I didn't want to. She stood up and she protected that child. My mom saved my life. My dad wanted to abort me. My mom saved my life. There would have been no Kanye West because my dad was too busy. Um, what did you guys think about what Kanye said about Harriet Tubman? And so you got your right. That's in my little icon. Did you see that? Say it again, Dad. Um. You said the chariot icon. Can you see the picture that's in, in the icon, like uh, where my name is? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the oh yeah, yeah. The Boba Fett character. <laughs> yeah, you see that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm unable to see it. Unfortunately, I'm, not, I'm missing the joke. <laughs> okay, okay. So it's uh, it's just a picture, like how you put a profile picture. Like you can put a picture of yourself or anything up can you see up the picture of mac yeah no i, I i'm just in the um the page i'm afraid to leave the page it says recording but in those mm. little icons i just see the um anchor um logo mm. ah, i got you you know it, it so, somehow it gets you to a page where everybody that's on the call has a little circle a little okay. yeah and it has their like your whatever your profile picture has this picture up and Jeff has the saucy conversation picture up, and I put a picture of a guy. It's a guy that's uh, a Star Wars guy. Obviously, okay. I said that was like COVID. Put him like a mob, but it's a whole story. <laughs> oh my gosh! 
Wow. All right. Which I could see it. What do you guys think about what Kanye said about Harriet Tubman? Kanye, <laughs> man, I, you know, I think the brother really needs some some therapeutic help, uh, and that's not with any shade, but he, he might be going through some things. I, I don't know. It doesn't doesn't sound too cohesive, but hey, you know, could be part of that that eccentric nature of a quote unquote genius, as they would say. What about you, Toast? I personally, um, I think it's a lot of different components to what happened. Um, I guess I'm going to say, first and foremost, I think it was unacceptable what he said about Harriet Tubman. Obviously, Harriet Tubman, what she contributed to Black freedom in America is like, you know, monumental. It's so impactful. And for him to diminish, you know, her impact on our progress, I think is completely unacceptable. Um, I do also, Kanye West has come out and says he's been diagnosed with bipolar disorder, right? So it's it's clear that he is suffering from mental illness um, in many ways. And I think that this was, uh, example of him showing out in his what they refer to as the manic phase when you know you just feel very paranoid and feel attacked and I think we saw that mm-hmm. meltdown in front of all of our eyes um, but I also think that Kanye Kanye I don't want to make I'm not going to make excuses for him because he definitely knows how to use the media and say what he needs to say but I think the point he was trying to make, if anything, was that, um, you know, Black people, we still want to, um, what's it called, strive for an even higher level of freedom that we currently are in. Um, I think that's what he was kind of trying to talk talk to that point, but the approach and the delivery was, like, horrible. It was- that's what I think. <laughs> <laughs> it was crazy. I mean, come on, man. Kanye. Kanye is a crazy fucker. He really is. He don't know a thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Seriously. You know, if Kanye has had been on the fucking he been looking for a hand up too. So he needs to stop. Harriet Tubman is the reason his ass is doing what you see what I'm saying. So he's biting the hand that feed him, which is the fucking uh, black history and and what all, all black folks have done to get his ass where he is today. So he really needs to stop. And 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 it really is for the cause, right? Because one thing is, is that we know he's stupid as hell, right? Everybody else, like, kind of just dismiss it. But it's people out there that really don't, that don't know our history, and and they listen to him. So when he starts question whether you know, you know, it might you know question things in their mind, like you know, oh oh oh, all this stuff they saying, maybe they did. If they own, if they own people saying they didn't do it, so he influencing people. He and he don't even know he influencing people in in the, in the wrong way. So he really needs to, you know, muff that shit uh, and, and 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 really just, you know, calm down. Yeah, I agree. I, right. I, I think um, it, it seems like every election year, Kanye West comes out and they have these rants, and now he now he wants to run for president. I'm not taking Kanye uh, seriously. I think he needs some serious. Uh, mental health and I just pray for the brother you know and mm-hmm. I think he's still he's still mourning the death of his mother 
So every time we like you heard in the clip when you talk about his mother and how his mother didn't abort him, he it, it just take him to another whole uh, place. So he's still suffering a loss from his mother, and I think he he feels a little bit guilt um, of bringing his mother. Um, actually, he said it himself. He feels a little guilty bringing his mother into um, the lifestyle, and you know it was like influence of being a lifestyle, like getting surgery, weight loss surgery, and all that. And then, you know, once his mother went for the surgery, uh, she died on the the surgery table. So I think he he still feel a little bit guilt about that. But uh, I'm just I'm just praying for Kanye and you know for his mental health because, I mean, your mind can trap you. And release, and release you at the same time. So I just pray for the brother. Right. All right. So, uh, uh, Nick Cannon. Oh, good old Nick. Yeah. <laughs> Nick made some people say some anti-Jewish remarks. Um, I was I'm saying that he was saying the truth, but. Uh, Here's a clip of what Nick Cannon was talking about on his podcast. Here we go. Here it is right here, family. This is what he said. So let's let's go to what it really is then. When we talk about the power of melanated people, when we talk mm-hmm. about who we really are as guys and, and right. understanding that our melanin is so power and it connects us in a way that the reason why they fear black, the reason why they fear is because they the lack that they have of it. So then when you see what you know, Dr. Uh, Francis C. Muslim talked about is that fear in that 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 just uh, genetic that annihilation deficiency of mm-hmm. when you have a person that has ha- has the lack of pigment the right. lack of melanin right. that they know that they will be annihilated so therefore however they got the power they 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 have the lack of compassion mm-hmm. that mel- melanin comes with compassion melanin comes with soul that mm-hmm. we call it we call it soul we soul brothers and sisters that's the melanin that connects us right. so the people that don't have it have are are a little, and I'm, I'm gonna say this carefully, <laughs> are a little less, and 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 where the term actually comes from, because I'm bringing it all the way back around okay. to, to Minister Farrakhan, to where they may not have the compassion or the the when they were sent to the mountains of Caucasus, when they when they didn't have the power of the sun that was that the sun then started to deteriorate mm-hmm. them, so then they're acting out of fear they're acting out of low self-esteem they're acting out of a a deficiency Mm -hmm. so therefore the only way that they can act is evil the only way they can they they have to rob steal rape kill and fight or flight in in order to survive exactly so then these people who didn't have what we had and when i say we i speak of the Mm -hmm. melanated people right they had to be savages they had to be barbaric. They had because they're in these Nordic uh-huh. mountains. They're in these rough, uh, torrential environments. Mm. So they they're acting as animals. Right. So they're the ones that are actually closer to animals. They're the ones that are actually the true savages. And then they built up such this this. I won't say warrior, but they built up such this this conquering mm-hmm. uh barbaric mentality that they're coming out of Europe they then said in order for us to survive we have to take 
what's not ours. And then they went into the land that actually where we were all originated. Mm -hmm. And instead of trying to make friends, they said, we want what you got because there's this mentality of the, whether it's the Caesars or, or even that, that we have to conquer. Right, right, right. So I say all that to say the context. And when, when we speak of whether it's, Jewish people, white people, Europeans, the Illuminati. Mm. They were doing that as survival tactics right. to stay on this planet. Right, because they, we never had to do that. Right, right, because they've learned when they circumnavigated the globe and they ran into these islands and these places and we were already there to greet them. Right. With open arms. With open arms, teaching them, but then but when they, they were deficient. They were deficient, so they wanted to get what they thought we had, and we did have it. So the rape took place of the woman. Mm. The theft took place of the natural resources. And then that's when their their disease, exactly. that's where their mentality, because I'm trying to get to that place of how they were able to get control over the gods. How right, they were right, able right. to get control okay, over so their Once they people. learned that, though, and now they raped and impregnated, left and came back, and they saw the child lighter. Mm. They said, wow, that's when they this learned genetics, mm. genetic annihilation. Mm. So now you have to set up a system okay. of white supremacy to control that. Right. So now we have 13 families here, Illuminati that's manipulating and controlling subgroups. Now we got a set of organizations coming out of Europe. You understand what I'm saying? Right. In, for that same system, now you're talking about survival, what you just laid out. Now it's fight and flight. Now we have to set up these systems in order to survive. Right. But listen, not just survive to get some damn um some hamburger buns and some cheese. <laughs> I'm talking about on a genetic level. On the genetic, because they will, and that's even from the white nationalists to the white supremacy mentalities to Donald Trump himself wanting to build walls. Right. They're trying to keep their what they consider purity. What exactly they, on a subconscious level because sometimes because they don't know how they why they acting out it, it's just been proven was national geographic just put it out by what 2050 uh -huh. every person will be a person of color in a minute now they, they saying that's as soon okay. as 2050 so so um that was um nick cannon on, on his podcast uh with uh professor griff um question to the panel um, when you guys first heard this, what was um, did you agree or disagree with Nick Cannon? And the second part of the question is, well, we all know Nick had to um, apologize for his remarks. Do you? How do you guys feel about Nick Cannon apologizing to the Jewish community about his remarks on his podcast? Um, <clears throat> uh, you know, look, man. I see it like this. I mean, apologizing, you know, Nick Cannon want to eat, you know, he wants to uh, further his, you know, the things that he's doing, his entrepreneurship and, and, and show business and all that. Um, the, you know, the people that uh, were writing the checks or, you know, at least um, stamping the checks, you know, he's, he's, he's in with these people. And so, you know, uh, you know, you say what you say, you know, if you, you know, your beliefs, you believe what you believe. As long as your beliefs don't, you know, contradict, you know, with mine, you know, don't, you know, don't conflict with mine. You know, look, I, I, I happen to believe that the brother telling the truth, but in some platforms that might not be, you know, uh, a person like him may not be in a position, I guess, you know, to really absolutely tell the 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 the, the, the truth, truth. You know what I mean? He just it's, it's a lot to lose on his end, and so you know, that's why you saw the apology. Um, 
I don't know. You know, maybe it shouldn't have been said. Some things are left best left unsaid to tell the truth. I mean, whether it's the truth or not. And, you know, it all depends on, you know, who's in the room, where it happens. You know, if you know, some things, like I say, uh, I'm meant to be said amongst friends and, 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 and things like that. You shouldn't speak to the many like that. Um, Matt, go ahead. Um, the apology, uh, one, I kind of felt down when I heard about that apology. Um, regardless of siding with his opinion or not, he should have just held true to, to what he said. You have so many other public figures out here. They, they can say something. You, you don't hear an apology. Um, right. they, they'll, fall, they'll fall on that First Amendment right of free, free speech. Look at Rush Limbaugh. You know, yeah. he, He's a, a good example of that. Um, I think a lot of the heat, um, in my opinion, Nick may have caught from this, may not have necessarily been of his direct comments, but it could have been some um, of the association with Professor Griff. Because I remember back in the days of Professor Griff, he was going through some stuff regarding yeah. anti-Semitic remarks. Yeah, yeah, that's so he, yeah, so he may have, um, by like guilty by association, uh, received some of that. Um, which is, it's kind of sad that happens, but I guess that's the nature of media and perception. Um, but going into a different context, um, touching on things as Jews owning slaves and things like that, that's, it's kind of true. Even in biblical times during the, during the Roman empire era, some, some of those that were of most likely of a particular economic uh, status, had um, enslaved servants. Um, even have uh, records of slaveholders here in the Americas, um, even in, in the Caribbean. Um, uh, if you go back in the Iberian Peninsula, like uh, Spain and Portugal, mm-hmm. um, during the Moorish Empire, it's documented that there were particular uh, Jews in that region that owned enslaved uh, people, be they of African descent or European descent. Um, mm-hmm. So it, it's, it's kind of a weird narrative, almost like trying to shame him right. for, for saying that, um, especially in the media industry when you have uh, key people and, and companies, be it visual media or music media, that for whatever reason, by design, uh, or coincidence, they just happen to be of the quote-unquote uh, Jewish faith or ethnicity. Um, and that's not to say all of them are, are shady or divisive like that, but I guess depending on his experiences, for the years he's been involved in entertainment, he most likely have had some, some bad experiences, um, and he's just venting out, letting people know, this, this is what I've been through. Let's take the, take the mask off. And right. I think he probably could have given a, a preface by saying this may not apply to all. That yeah, exactly. No, yeah, that might no have disclaimer. Cover, yeah, that might have helped cover him a little, mm-hmm. a little better. Because um, you can't just blanket say shit like that, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, you just can't because I got Jewish friends and mm-hmm. and I got exactly. black friends. You can't say that about cops or none of the motherfuckers. You got to specify. And when you go out right. and you start, you know. You know, saying what your piece is, you got to make sure that, you know, your words mean shit. 
You know what yeah, I mean? Right. And words hurt, you know. So what I'm saying. So you know, I, I applaud you know Nick for you know speaking his mind. But again, Mac, like you say, you, I think you need to put the caveat on there and start naming names if you're going to go out there like that. Because because I believe um, even um, one of our late uh, scholars of uh, Black history, Doctor Yosef Benyakin, uh, he himself is um, part Jewish. And um, not not a lot of people uh, are, are aware of that. You know, mm-hmm. he's Jewish um, and also of uh, Puerto Rican ancestry. And he's not just like a Jew from Israel, but from uh, the Horn of Africa area, from Ethiopia. Mm-hmm. And oh, he, y'all he's, from Africa. Yeah, he's also expressed some, <laughs> some of his um, discontent <laughs> that he experienced within the Jewish Jewish community <laughs> himself being a black Caribbean Jew. So it's, mm-hmm. it's a lot to unravel. Um, the the narrative of it um, needs to be needs to be exposed because um, here in the U.S. it's like this common thing. People think all all of us of African descent we were mm-hmm. either brought here. Where now is slowly more information is slowly coming to the surface. Not all of us were brought here. Many of us been here. Mm-hmm. We're indigenous to this land. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You, you know, so it, it's it, it gets deep. Um, oh yeah. But I, I hope Nick come comes out of it. Um, who knows as, as far as his deals with Viacom and all of that. Uh, Puffy, if Puff holds true to his word mm-hmm. and um, brings him on to revolt, and hope hopefully Nick can retain his wilding out brand because he built and developed that brand. I I have mm-hmm. a feeling that the, the powers that be they try to take that from them and claim it as their own when they didn't put out the footwork or the sweat. That would never work. We love it. That would never work. Yeah, I definitely, um, first of all, I just want to say I, I, I really like Nick Cannon. I feel like Nick Cannon is somebody who's a role model for me as far as like just seeing his success from growing up with him on Nickelodeon to everything that he's done. So as far as canceling him or any of that sort, I'm like, I do not want to cancel Nick Cannon. I, I respect him as a brother. So that that's first and foremost, I feel like, um, as far as the comments that he made, um, I think that there, there are some aspects of it that, resonate with me and my beliefs i feel like but not everything i think um you know he kind of talks just broadly about colonization in, in general which is you know taking establishing control over indigenous people and you know kind of you know fighting for dominance to take control of the resources that was in that area or whatever it may be so i feel like he he spoke to that what I what I didn't agree with, and I think a lot of the members on the panel tonight are saying the same thing, was there was no caveat um, with ex- like just calling out Jewish people. I don't even necessarily think Jewish people needed to be pointed out particularly um, because he was talking about white supremacy in general. And as, you know, one of the other panel members just said, you know, Jewish people are of many different shades um sephardic jews have darker skin there's not all jewish people who have white skin so i think by him singling out and that was the only specific 
ethnic group that he called out. I think that was a little insensitive, in my opinion. Um, I I do feel as though, as far as the apology goes, it's it's kind of like a two sides for me. I think maybe his maybe something spoke to him, and he felt like he misspoke by saying that, and and he wanted to you know, clarify what he really intended to say. Um, and then I also know a, a, a large component of that is just, you know, media and people, you know, always jumping on. He has to, he has to, he's thinking about his coin basically this is the short way to say it. So, um, I don't really, I, I'm, I have mixed feelings on that. I don't have a definite opinion on whether I think he should have apologized or not apologized. Mm -hmm. But I think it is always powerful when you say something and kind of just stand by what you, what you said originally. So I'm kind of torn with that. But, um, but yeah, well, all to say that I support Nick Cannon and I hope that he rebounds from this in a positive way. Yeah. 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 Uh, my turn. I like it. Um, <laughs> you get a turn you get I a turn, turn. Um, I was a little bit disappointed with Nick Cannon because I expected more from Nick Cannon um, I think uh, we actually I actually grew up on Nick Cannon we actually grew up together mm -hmm. you know seeing him on Nickelodeon with uh, all that and coming to his own in his movies with Drumline and Love the Coast Thing and you know him starting the Wild Not brand and then mm -hmm. um, Nick um, being a, a great businessman an entrepreneur and you know just showing uh, his generation how to how to move um, and also Nick Cannon has been he does things like spoken word and, and Nick is always on the front line po uh, protesting for our people um, but there there was always one word to describe Nick Cannon that always stuck with him, and that word was corny. Because the way Nick, well, the, the corny part came from his rapping. Nobody liked his rapping and, like, and stuff like that. And some of the movies he made was, wasn't that great, but the word that always associated with Nick Cannon was corny. And the reason why I say that, it's still going to be there. Because I expected more from Nick Cannon. If I see you on the front line and you and you on your your in your podcast talking this, you know, blackly black thing, and you know when Nick actually said this stuff on his podcast, I was like, Nick is gonna stand on his square because what I had seen from him in the past. But what I had to understand is that Nick is in the entertainment business. And, and when and Nick is in the entertainment business, a lot of the the big companies, as Viacom, CBS, and you know that owns BET, that owns MTV, VH1, that his show Wild Knowledge on. You know when Nick Cannon was saying the stuff on his podcast, there was nothing wrong with what he said. He was actually telling the truth. And you know me growing up, especially one of my uncles used to tell me all the time, the truth don't care about your feelings. So when you actually speak the truth to somebody, they ain't gonna like it. And the people, the Jewish people that actually run Viacom didn't like it, but it was on his own platform. But he's in business with these people, and these are Jewish people, right? So when he, when Nick Cannon came out and said that I wasn't gonna apologize, I was like, yes, Nick Cannon, he's standing on the square because he what he's saying is true. 
then 24 hours later, he come out with an apology. And I was very disappointed in Nick Cannon. Same as Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun Jackson came out and said that black people are the true Jews, right? What the message Deshaun Jackson was trying to come out with, he was not wrong. The only mistake that he made was is that he quoted it from Hitler. And then when you think of Jewish people, the first thing that comes to your mind is Hitler because that's the way some people are programmed. We think about the Holocaust. Same thing as us as black people. We see, a, we see what, a, what a white person says, nigga, what, the images that goes through our head. We see burning crosses. We see, you know, we see the, the KKK. We, we just, it's just something that, it's this trauma that's there. Even though the person that you actually quoted is actually telling the truth. Now, I just want to say this. There's a difference between being a Jew and a Jewish person. Being a Jewish person, person, Jew is only short for, um, for Judah. That's what that means. Jewish, the ish part is a prefix, a meaning containing two. So, the the Europeans on that that became Jewish, they they converted to to Judaism. And we have to be um, very clear. On people like the ADL, which is a Jewish organization, and you know the twelve organizations of scholars on the Jewish organizations, we've been black and brown organizations has been calling out these people for over thirty years. People, organizations like the Nation of Islam. The Nation of Islam pop, published two books. It's called the Secret Relationship Between Blacks and Jews. So it, the first the first volume gives you. The history and the relationship between blacks and Jews from the first slave boat that actually came over here in Jamestown all the way to the civil rights movement. The volume two take you from the civil rights movement to the present day. When this book was published, Louis Farrakhan called out the ADL and the 12 Jewish organizations and scholars to, the, to debate the nation of Islam because these Jewish organizations was calling out uh, the nation of Islam and saying that it was a hate group. But you couldn't find one hate crime that the, na- the, the nation of Islam did against these Jewish organizations. So these Jewish organizations is paying a million dollars a year on security, and you cannot find one act that the nation of Islam did against these Jewish organizations. Then the, the, the Jewish organizations is putting books in our schools saying that the nation of Islam is a hate group, the, the black Hebrews is a hate group, and also they put in false biblical information in there saying that black people are the children of Ham. Ham was one of the sons of Noah, right? So Ham was dark-skinned. So basically the Jewish, one of the Jewish rabbis that actually was coming out with these false information was saying that black people are descendants of Ham, and a dark skin is not is not a, a natural uh, skin color. is It's something that black people was cursed with. So to say these things against us that are actually false, like you put in these in your your schools, and you put in these books and people's hands and false information out there, and then when people call you out on it, you don't want to step up to the plate 
and actually debate black and brown organizations that have been calling you out for years on this very topic is very cowardly. So, so yeah. I pray that Nick Cannon, listen, Nick, you can, you can still protest and all that, but you can't be on the front line. You have to be on the back line. You still can protest with his brother. And that's how I feel about that. Wow. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, man, uh, I, I think, you know, just just one, one last thought on this is that uh, and, and hearing all this, man, just made me think of this. You know, the end of this world, man, it's going to be one of two things that end this whole motherfucker. It's going to be either uh, <laughs> religion. It's going to be fucking religion or the weather. That's what it's going to be. It's going to be a, some type of fucking catastrophe, some type of hell of a storm or something. We already had it, Katrina. We got earthquakes all over the fucking earthquakes in Haiti. We got all kind of fucking storms, just, you know, Superstorm Sandy. This shit is just, it's supposed to be the 100-year storm. This shit is happening every 10 years, every five years, every year now. So that's going to end it, or the divisiveness about who is worshiping who. That's going to end it all, too. It, it, that's what's, you know, I mean, look, man, you know, I, I mean, look. It's a lot of it's a lot of different people out there that believe a lot of different things, and so uh-huh. you know, again, I you know, I believe something different than it, probably everybody on this call and everybody listening might you know believe in something differently, and I don't know, and I and I know it's 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 probably a puzzle that we'll never ever solve. It's just let to let everybody fucking worship who who they want to worship. I realize the history is that we'll never get beyond that, and so uh-huh. we'll we'll spend a lifetime trying to uncover that shit. You see what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. I think if we ever are able to, you know, get ourselves to where as we just, you know, adhere to our own shit and don't worry about who, if you're worshiping, you know, Buddha, Jah, God, Christ, whoever you fucking worship, as long as it ain't Lucifer or no shit like that, you good with me. Mm-hmm. I think, I think I have to step in and just quickly say, like, I think we should be careful to not just make blanket statements about like certain groups of people because again to what to that's point everybody has different opinions even within a certain group of people there's many 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 different opinions so i think it's just i think it's just important to always remember that when before like making you know assumptions that everybody from a certain group feels a certain way that's true. Yeah. You know, when you assume, you know what you do, right? Come on, we all know that. Make an ass out of you and me. That's right. That's right. <laughs> no fucking assumptions here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, let's talk about. All right. So where we at? That was good. Damn, yeah, that was, was good. That was yeah, but you know, uh, you know, bless Nick. I love Nick. We all love Nick. You know what I mean? And I, I just want to say this last day. We got to close fucking Nick Cannon out. But um. <laughs> Uh, the thing that I, you know, I, I do, I love Nick. Oh, where was I going with this? Oh, the, the thing with Nick, Jeff, like you say, man, I know, you, you know, you say you're disappointed in Nick. And and, and, and a motherfucker don't stand his ground because you need to stand for something or fall for anything. You can't be all wishy-washy. You can't let a motherfucker paint you a different color every day because there's a motherfucker out there that will. But as you were talking earlier, you were, you know, you and Mac had a reference to guy that he was like in conversation with. Uh, was that the guy, the old guy from X-Clan? Um, no, uh, public enemy. Oh, public enemy. Oh, okay. Yeah. And like, you know, like Nick, man, like, you know, Nick, like Nick, I think Jeff, you used to work corny, you know, and uh, I had some, you know, dealings with Nick, you know, at, um, at my time at the acronym league and all that. And so, you know, I didn't know he had a, like a, you know, a, a failed rap career and all that, but you know, he wasn't that serious, like kind of like, you know, you know, uh, 
you know, public enemy type of guy. You know, like, you know, if you just take Markham and Malcolm, just the fight versus, you know, that, you know, the fight versus the, you know, nonviolent versus violent. You know what I mean? Nick was more of a nonviolent person. So when I came, when I, when I heard him come out with that, I could hear, I could understand him believing something like that, even articulating something like that, but not using those fucking words. You can say that, but that without saying that, you know what I mean? Without using those words, he used some fucking hateful words. You see what I'm saying? And so, yeah. you know, uh, you know, so I think, you know, just based on who he was, you know, I think that's what made him backtrack. Not that mm -hmm. he don't believe some of that, but I just don't think Nick is that hardcore type motherfucker like that. Nick's a fun loving guy. You know, he likes to have yeah. fun. And I think he knows how to turn the other cheek. I think he pushes the envelope as far as he can. You know what I mean? To get, you know, get his voice, to get the voice of the community heard and all that. And then after that, I think he's just like, you know, it's cool with it. I think somebody pushed him over the edge and sold him some shit that he didn't want to buy. And he, you know, spewed that shit and he, and he regretted it. And that, that's why I think he got apologized. Well, well, mm -hmm. well, I, I want to say one thing about that too. Go ahead, go ahead, just quick, just a quick thing on just that. I, I, anytime you call anybody or any group of people savages or like that's an offensive term, like period. So I feel like I agree with that in the sense that I think that that was a little bit that was harsh. That was harsh. I don't think that even though, he, like he said, he probably agrees with, you know, a lot of the things that he said, I think the delivery and using a loaded word like savages was really, it's offensive. Yeah. 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 Well, the, I don't, well, the, the real reason why I think that Nick Cannon actually um, apologized is because he, before he apologized, he asked for full ownership of Rodden Out. And I think he actually apologized to actually try to get the full ownership of Rodden out. And, you know, he just had to apologize for it. But, you know, for Nick to do that, it's like either he's apologizing because he's, he's, he's real genuine about it or it's more of a business thing to, right. it, to it because – even though you ask for full ownership, you have to buy all. You have to buy Viacom out. You know they don't. They don't buy you out. He has to buy right. them out to get the full ownership of Rodden out. So I did. Right. I just think. I just think he did it. It, it was just a, a probably like a money move for him. But it, you know Nick Cannon. Like when when I say when I say corny, it's like I'm not saying that that um that that was the the term Nick. That was the term. Nick that everybody was using for Nick Cannon, you know, right. you know. No, I, I get what you're saying. No, that's true. Yeah. No, I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. so it, it's not like you know that, that was just the way it it was, you know. But we we still we still fuck with Nick Cannon, even though we was calling him corny because he want to be a rapper and all that stuff. And you know, some of the movies he did wasn't that good. He was corny with certain things. Yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's what even though I, even though I love Nick, he's corny sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And I actually thought in in this situation that he could actually move away from that. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes, Nick, like, you, you do all this spoken word. You, you talk like this, black like that. So when this happened, like, oh, Nick Cannon's going to show him, like, like he's for real. And he could actually associate away from the word corny. But, mm -hmm. you know, he folded like a cheap <laughs> He missed his chance. Yeah, he missed yeah, his chance. Yeah, I, I, I think, you know, man, and, 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 and man, we got to get, we got to get, we could belabor this all night. We got to get Nick on. Nick, you out there? 
You listen, get your ass on there and explain why you said that dumb yeah. ass shit and then why you apologize. Come on. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I mean, I, I just think that, uh, you know, I think that ex- exactly like you said, Jeff, you know, I think, you know, certain people have a certain personality, you know what I mean? And, and they do certain things. And so, you know, if Nick, let's say that Nick was a successful rapper, his rap would have been more the lines of like the Will Smith shit. Cause if he had a came tried to come with some hard Dre or some shit like that, it just wouldn't have worked. Cause that ain't that ain't his personality. You see what I'm saying? You see what he's doing with fucking wilding out. He he got that. He got all. He got us in stitches with that shit. You right, know what I mean? Right, and he right. and, and so he found his niche with that. And and he'll always be kind of like the fuck around guy, which is fucking fine. You know what I mean? And so when he put that fucking like I ain't gonna call it a turban, whatever he had, on, I no, couldn't even take him serious. Like, I couldn't take him serious in that shit because he was one not he was one notch over what he you know what I think he really yeah. believed in. You know, fuck you doing the Latin and shit. What's going on, Nick? Come on, baby. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, not to be like that, but I just think he took a, 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 a one step too far. Yeah, so but we got to get him on here so he can clear this shit up. <laughs> Come on, come on, Nick. Yeah, exactly. exactly. It could. I think it could have been the the guest as well. You know I, the the energy that around the whole guest. Yeah. And, um, he got got enveloped by. It. I think we got. I think we lost uh, Tosi again. Tosi. Yeah. I, I think, think we, we keep dropping off. I think we lost Tosi. I was. Yeah, oh, I she's I the latest one. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. But. Uh, so yeah, yeah, that, that's a good man, Jeff. I'm glad you brought that up, man. That's a lot. I guess people got a lot to say about that. Yeah, yeah, they do. I mean, it's, yeah. it's a it's a big uh, conversation because one end, you know, you, you have people who are disappointed in Nick and expecting more from Nick, and then you have you know a, a lot of people just mad about the apology. Hey, right. us. Hi guys, I'm back. All right. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, so, <laughs> yeah. So I was saying, it's, I mean, you have one side that that mad about the apology because nobody, everybody felt like what you said, you know, it was actually facts. It's factual what you was actually saying. You quoting different books and all that, different scholars and all that. So what you actually saying is fact. And then for you to, you know, just apologize about what you said, everybody just mad about the apology. You know what I'm saying? Right. And some people are, on the other end are just mad about what he said. And right. you know, but you know, it it is what it is, and you know, we, we just hope Nick uh, bounce back from this. All right, so uh, all right, so next um next topic um it is a baseball player for um the Giants, uh, Sam Coonrad. So oh, yeah, 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 so his ass, so. He didn't. What? He didn't nail for the national anthem, and this was his um, actual um, quote: "I am a, I, I am a Christian, so I just believe that I can't kneel before anything besides God. I just can't get on board with a couple, with a couple of things I read about Black Lives Matter and how they lean towards monarchism." Um, what, what do you guys feel about um, Mister? Uh, Sam um comments on not knowing for the national anthem. Well um then I you want me to start off or go ahead. Go ahead. Alright, well me it, it's it's his choice. Now him taking that stance, I'll say this, the same people that were coming after Colin 
mm-hmm. and other athletes for taking a kneel at the anthem mm-hmm. and um, just to bring uh, some type of awareness of police brutality and the black community. And they, you know, everybody was like throwing mud at him. They need to keep that same energy towards this guy. And for, and I find it too convenient, the wordplay, a lot of those who may be mildly opposed to uh, the Black Lives Matter movement, they tend to like to associate it with uh, particular political terms like Marxism or, right. or some might even try to say, oh, communist or, oh, they're domestic terrorists or they're on the FBI watch list, things like that. When they're not even addressing the fact that you can't deny the violence that's being um, placed upon blacks in their own community or outside our own communities by the hands of uh, non-black police officers. Um, they're, they're not addressing that. And even using certain things like throwing I'm a Christian in there. I mean, if somebody really wanted to debate him on that, a lot of atrocities have been committed in this world under the banner of Christianity. The Crusades was, was bloody in, in world history. Right. So it's, it's like they feel like, oh, that's a shield. Like, let me rally some other backers by throwing this word in here. But let me throw a political word that most Americans may not either know about or don't agree with. Like he wants to make it a social economic uh, thing. Um, with a lot of the sports leagues now taking a knee, um, the symbolism is nice. But for me, it makes me wonder, looking back, where was this vibe before? Two, three years going back. You know, even with, with some players in different sports, when they try to mildly protest, uh, not even protest, but bring awareness in their own fashion, depending on what they may have worn coming out onto the court before the game actually began, they, they were mildly disciplined because of that. Now, all of a sudden, it's like the wave, like, let's jump, let's uh, jump up and show support of this, whether that support is superficial or not, we have yet to see. But um, it's, it's, it's a strange time. Um, some of the awareness is appreciated, but I would much rather see change in uh, policy and the institutionalized racism that our people have been dealing with in, in this country. Well, even beyond uh, American borders as well. It's uh, much, much deeper than taking a knee during an anthem. Um, because if they were to really uh, pay attention to, to the original lyrics of, of that anthem, um, they'll, they'll see that it, it really has some um, commentary in those lyrics that are supportive of slavery. And it even, and I think there's even a line that mentions punishing a slave that would dare run away. Mm. So yeah, it's, it's something they, people really need to reflect on um, and, and research themselves and not just be spoon fed uh, these flowery words like Marxism and try to associate it with uh, a social movement or um, an ethnicity. Hmm. You, you know, you know, you know, what pisses, you know what pisses me off. 
about this whole quote? Right on. Like he started. He, well, man, look, you know, like wait, hold on, that, you know, as far as like kneeling for the flag and all that shit. Yeah, yeah. You know, man, I, I I'm old enough to know when I had to say a pledge of allegiance in fucking school. You know what I mean? I didn't know what I was saying. I just repeated the words because they made me do it. You know what I mean? Uh, as far as like you know kneeling for you know the flag, I think that's your prerogative. If you want to kneel, you kneel. You know. Uh, whether you're kneeling in support or whether you're kneeling because your ass tired. You know, if you want to kneel in support, kneel. You know, if it's mandated that people kneel in support of, if that's what everybody doing, if I was the guy, I would have fucking kneel if, I, if, I, if I'm in support. If I, obviously, he's not in support. So fuck him. You know, I, we, we going, you know, a different route. You know what I mean? I Like, man, you know, I've been fucking fighting a man my entire life. You know what I mean? I, I, I come from the fucking uh, Jim Crow South, like I say, to the main streets of Detroit. Now in the great streets of Brooklyn, you know what I mean. So I've been fighting the man my whole fucking life, and 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 the momentum has, has picked up. So I don't have to paint, you know, I don't have to make my uh, banner anymore and be out there in the streets. There's enough motherfuckers out there in the street, you know. We got a good movement going, and we can't take our foot off the gas because uh, we see what happens when uh, when we uh, when 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 we looking. Just imagine if we, you know, stop looking, you know, we record motherfuckers and they still killing us. So we got to really be, be vigilant and uh, and keep our foot on the gas with all the protests and everything. But one thing I want to bring up that's kind of controversial as far as like, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, leaders and shit like that. I, you know, I, I want to beat up the black community themselves. You know, I'm a black motherfucker. Shit, I can say it. You know what I mean? I mean, you know, we got enough motherfuckers out there running after the government and trying to suppress their ass and make sure that equal rights and all that. I ain't gonna say Back to stenography. What you got back? <laughs> I think you were touching on um, the uh, how the movement and awareness of it has been picking up over years. Yeah, uh, need, need to stay active with it. We do, man, and, and, and us, you know, and like in the black community, man, you know, in the black brown community, and in in the, the Latino community, you know, we gotta stop beating up on these people that's like, you know, leading our like, you know, our youth down like all these fucking dark alleys, man. You know what I mean? I mean, like I say, you know, the movement is out there. We trying to push back against government, local, federal, and all that. But ain't nobody really in the hood really like talking to people who are like really leading all of our young people, you know, like down the fucking, like I say, a dark alley. I mean, it's been so many shootings, man. Like, you know, Chicago has been like, they've been killing each other over there for like the last eight, nine years. And I was going to call my friend in Chicago and, 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 and kind of talk shit about him a couple weeks ago. And I turned on the news and it was like fucking 10, 12 shootings in New York. This is fucking crazy, y'all. So, I, you know, like, yeah, you know, I want to start some grassroots shit. And I think that's what uh, that's what we got to turn our focus on, too. I mean, you know, the, the state, local, federal, we're going to get there. We got our foot on the gas. We're we going to get there. So some of these people need to peel off, take a fucking exit ramp and, and loop back around and, and getting some grassroots things going on in the hood. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. Glad to you on that. I agree. I mean, I feel like I think. Okay, so lots of thoughts about this. Um, one is that if the guy wants to protest in that way, he can do that. You know, that's part of what the whole Colin Kaepernick thing was about, was being able to peacefully protest um, what you oppose and be accepted to do that. That's cool. Um, do I agree with him? No, I don't. Um, I feel like that's just as far as first of all he clearly just shows that he doesn't understand what the black lives matter movement is all about um is about racial justice and opposition to police brutality at the crux of it i think also as a response to that i think 
I agree with what you're saying about focusing on what we can do in our own communities, but we have to remember that these are two different movements and different conversations. Black Lives Matter is talking about how we've been oppressed Absolutely. in this country. So Absolutely. as far as talking about community rebuilding, yes, that needs to be happening parallel to what the Black Lives Matter movement because it's two different objectives um, with that. Um, I was just looking up Marx, Marxism um, and how that whole, you know, ideology is about, you know, um, overthrowing or overturning like your government and things of that sort. And anybody who still feels like the Black Lives Matter movement is about disrupting or overthrowing America, that's not what it's about. We're actually talking about the fact that we are integral to the like weave of America, like the threat of America, America, black people have built it. Black people have been at every single level of the success that we've seen in this country. So mm -hmm. it's about more so just acknowledging our place in this and, you know, saying goodbye to all of those oppressive dialects towards black people. So um, I think it's just a lot of things going on with this, but I don't even want to really give my attention to him. If he wants to stand up, cool, stand up. But I don't even want to talk about him anymore because he clearly just doesn't understand what this Black Lives Matter movement is all about. Right, right. Yeah. Exactly. And, I agree. And if I can add to it, mm -hmm. I think the way people such as him, they may throw words out there as uh, Marxist or Marxism. I think that's only in response um, to the fact that within the black community, we're asking for fairness so that mm -hmm. we as a people can have a degree of financial sustainability. And with that being the case, the way, let's say, in general, capitalism as we've been experiencing it for, for several decades now, has been primarily uh, white male driven. Mm. So if that happens, imagine black communities now becoming self-sufficient. Take let's take it back going into Oklahoma. So in that aspect, he may they may be thinking, oh, Marxism is about providing uh, commercial and fairness towards towards laborers. That's what that's what they're looking for. So let's call it that. When when that's not the case. Because you find times too many. I remember in the past you hear these these uh, far right politicians talking about, well, they can just pull themselves up by their bootstraps. Be like, damn, damn, yeah, I can pull myself up by my bootstraps if you stop stealing my damn boots. You, you know, right. that, that's the part they want to talk about. You steal my damn boot that I want to use. So that I think that's how they're they're drawing this association with, with that terminology to demonize the movement. And people may not bother um, to go as, as far as, as yourself to say, let me look up Marxism. Let me find out what it's really about. And you see, it has not, nothing to do with, with the Black Lives Matter movement, but it threatens their, let's say it threatens the white level of comfort, um, their average a Caucasian male in a specific economic bracket may have. They may they may see that as a threat. 
Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I totally Slaves agree. Too. I totally agree. You, you know what pisses me off about this quote? We we starts off like uh, I, I am a Christian. What's like, next on the uh, the menu? Are, are we talking <laughs> about the new uh, words of the day and entanglement? Let me touch on this guy real quick. Uh, no, I'm just just taking a stab at the whole situation with Will and Jada, where yeah. what she called an entanglement. So to me, it's funny how we've gone from if you think about uh, some of our urban language over the years, yeah. we've gone from um, it's complicated to entanglement. Oh, no, it's complicated living my best life to entanglement now. You, you know, so <laughs> right. it's, it's, what it's, about it's, YOLO? It, 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 exactly. exactly. <laughs> well, let me touch on this guy real quick. Um, but what pissed me off about his quote, like he starts off like, well, I am a Christian. Like that automatically, you right. win, you win a debate with that one. Like, you know, it, first of all, um, Christians believe in Jesus, correct? Um, yes. Uh, what uh, what race was Jesus Christ? According to the Bible, he was a black he was, man. He was a black man, right? So, if if Jesus was still alive today, would he support Black Lives Matter? Absolutely. Of course, he supports Black Lives Matter. Absolutely, he would be the president because he's because he's a champion of the poor, right? <laughs> of course, he supports Black Lives Matter. Exactly. So, for for this guy to actually say something like this, it's like you really have to think about what would Jesus do at this very moment? Who is a black man? Right. You know, people, when they do that, they just throw God. Period loves all people. So at the end of the day, just based off of that alone, of course he would be supportive. He he doesn't want any of that stuff happening. Yeah, I mean, that's I'm my sorry, point. that's my point. And it, he was, yeah. he was a poor man, you know, uh, growing up, and he was a black man. And I I think if he probably be one of the leaders of Black Lives Matter if Jesus was still here today, that's what he that's what he was all about. Mm-hmm. You know, man, people are, people are you know people are intrigued with like people of color, just like they are intrigued with like different races and cult- and cultures and all that, and 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 they just can't like I think the populace just can't bring themselves to admit that you know w- that they don't know you know that that I think they you know I think if you you know the first thing is and dealing with a problem is admitting that there is a problem and and that's where the 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 crux of the whole shit is they won't admit that there's a problem. Exactly. You know, they don't know, they don't know what we know and they don't, I mean, they don't know what, they don't know anything about us. And instead of them coming to learn about us, they, they, they come up with all these woolly ideas and put all this shit together, you know, to protect themselves from some shit that they really don't even know anything about. Exactly. Half the shit that's in place wouldn't need to be in place because I think the world could be living in harmony. Black people are just not, they aren't savage people. Like, you know, we talked about the word savage. We just aren't savage people like that. You know, we really aren't. Right. If you were to take like, if you were to take like, you know, you know, a, a white man and put him in an all black neighborhood or, and vice versa, the likelihood of, of the fucking white, uh, brother getting beat down and, 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 and killed and all that shit is much greater than the white man coming out. I mean, we fucking around and have to whoop some of the neighbor's ass trying to get that guy out of there. You know what I mean? Right. That's right. just the way people are. I mean, the people that I know, all you know, all the black folks that I've known from the north to the south and, you know, and so on, east, west, west coast and everything, you know, black people just, they just not like that. So, right. uh, and again, I think I've said it on, on, on a different, um, 
uh, broadcast, but I think white people really are. Their main concern is that, you know, you know, they don't want to give us anything because they're afraid it's fair. That, that we will do to them what they've done to us. And we won't do that. They just, you know, they just won't get off their knee off our neck and give us a chance. Yeah, it's true. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a fair. That's why they call it monarchism and all that stuff. We try to overthrow a government. I mean, it's nowhere... It's nowhere near that when it comes to Black Lives Matter. We just want to be uh, equal to yeah, you. Yeah, you your fair <laughs> fucking shake, man. Exactly. You, you see what happens when they give us a fair shake. Think, think, look, look, look when they give us a fucking chance. Look, look at hockey. I mean, come on, I'm not to be like that. But look at the things that you know. At one at one point, they were like, "Oh, black people can't do." They got all the black kids and all this shit believing they can't swim and all this shit. You know, motherfucker, we got Olympic swimmers. We got black people been doing shit their entire life. You know what I mean? White people are just afraid that, and man, if we get them, if we get them up with a chance, they're gonna overtake us. We don't want to overtake you. We just want to just be included. That's all. We just want to seat at the table. Right. Exactly. Uh. Since Max, Max uh, you, you touched on the whole uh, Will and Jada thing, right? So th- here's here's my question. First of all, did, y- did y'all see the video, the Red Table Talk? Did y'all see it? She's yes. Supposed to be, uh, you, uh, you ain't got the call yet. She's supposed to be inviting us on, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So my question to the panel, um, let's say it, it wasn't Jada, right? Let's say it was Will. Would it be more of... A big thing if Will did this to Jada and called it a take me. No, it definitely wouldn't have been. If Will, my opinion, I'm sorry. If, if Will <laughs> cheated on Jada with Rihanna or something like that, and you know Rihanna went on this rant about fucking uh, Will Smith, and I, do you guys think the backlash would be more? On well, since because I don't think everybody is um, blowing this out of proportion when Jada did it. I, yeah, I, think, I mean, is it, it's a double standard here. I don't know. Will, Will's, Will's. I mean, you know, like I, I love Jada. I love both of them. I mean, fuck it. You know, I know they talking about having an open, open relationship and shit like this. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. But anyway, um, if it had been Will, then it would have been absolutely blown much more out of proportion because you know Will is a big fucking mega star like that. You know, he just is. I mean, you know, uh, Jada's. I mean, uh, Jada's a big star, but you know, Will's a fucking international star. So yeah, it would have been a much, much bigger deal. Um, so. You know, they'll find their way to make it through it, man. You know, I mean, look, you know, you can look at some of the things that, you know, some of their parenting styles and just look at some of the conversations that come out to, up, up on the red table and, you know, just kind of the way they live their life and shit like this. I mean, this was kind of to be expected not to be like that, not to say that, you know, infidelity or any of that shit is cool and, oh, it's going to happen one way or another. But the kind of lifestyle they live in, I'm surprised that, you know, that, that it hasn't happened before. I'm sure it may have. We just like, got our paws on it and we all like in it like that. You know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. Anybody else want to touch on this? Want to touch on this one? Yeah, I definitely. Um, I feel like, I mean, I, I don't follow follow the blogs super closely, but I do follow them enough to know that there has been reports of Will Smith having entanglements with other people in the past <laughs> years. So I don't. I mean, nobody 
talked about it, made a big deal about it. It was like a gossip blog posted it. We saw the pictures that they were on vacation, different in the same place at the same time, doing the same things. And it was a thought and we swiped down and that was the end of that thought. It's gotten really blown up, I think, because number one, Jada Pinkett's a woman. And of course, August Alcina has kind of been bubbling up over the past couple of years. So the fact that he did this really revealing um, interview, you know, just and people are home right now. Like it's something to talk about. But in the grand scheme of things, I love Will and Jada's relationship. I feel like the whole life partnership, um, it works for them because we've seen Will and Jada's Will and Jada, um, you know, evolved before our eyes, like mm-hmm. over the past, what, two decades that we've known them, or I don't know how long it's been, we've seen them transform into person after person after person. So, I mean, with the world at their fingertips and the type of people that they seem to be very, you know, radical, free spirit type of people, I'm not surprised that something like this happened. And I think this is, I think the, 12 minute interview that Jada Pinkett did with Will Smith was kind of just to get everybody to stop talking about it, kind of spin the narrative in the way that they want to spin it. And I think they're perfectly fine behind the scenes because this is something they've been doing for a long time. That's what I think personally. Yeah. I agree. (laughs) If the roles was reversed though, considering how, the situation between Jada and August transpired, I think Will would have been dra- dragged for it. Because mm. um, this is something that happened years ago, I think, when it, when it occurred. August was, what, like 22? Yeah. He was young, going through some things, personally, some substance abuse, some, had some emotional patches he needed to heal up. And here it is, you have uh, Jada, attractive woman, and she herself has gone through some things, and, and it, to some, to some, it could seem kind of predatory, in mm. in a way. And I and I I didn't think about that at first until I heard that opinion come from other females I know. You know, so it's basically like the the older woman being being predatory on a vulnerable younger man. I mean, at at that point in time, this August is supposed to have been her son's good friend. Damn. Right. So Bronx I think. Shit. I, so I think considering, shit. considering that, if Will would have done that with one of Willow's friends, a young female of that age going through similar things, they would have looked at Will as a sexual predator. Mm. How old was the guy? Oh, he was only about. Yeah, he was like a new artist. Twenty-three from. Yeah, yeah. But how old though? I mean, like, like I mean, he's of age. I mean, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And August yeah, Alcina. And August Alcina always presented himself as somebody who had a lot of experience with sex and women. Like just like just plainly putting it out there, he never presented himself as a young, timid guy. Um, and I don't, I, I honestly don't think that. I think I don't think Jada was a predator. I think Jada did take advantage of the situation, though. I felt like she knew what she was doing. She knew that she was not leaving her husband, but she was going to just have fun for the time being. That's that's what I personally think, and I don't think that that's right. Um, and I think she's probably dealing with her conscience right now, like obviously reflecting on everything that happened. But um, I don't know. I, I can't say that we would have villainized um, Will Smith. 
honestly, I, I honestly can't say that. I think we would have done that. So you yeah, say, so you saying me too when it came out? Question. I, I agree with you, uh, Tosi. And I, no, we wouldn't because of what we I said. Have. He is too big of a star. Wait, 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 wait. So, so we, we have a Me Too moment, right? So, you guys, y'all mm-hmm. saying that Me Too wouldn't make a big deal out of this? No, Me Too is about unwanted like solicitations from Ben. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like, I feel like with August and Jada, it was not unwanted. They both wanted to partake in whatever relationship that they had. And I feel like if it was the similar, if it was the same situation for Will, a, a, a younger woman, you know, wants to partake in, you know, a similar situation, similar situation with Will, um, like consensually, I don't think that we would have made a big deal about it. Look at Diddy and Cassie. Cassie was 20 something year old and they, they dated for a long time publicly and nobody had anything to say about that. Like we, I mean, and maybe that is part of the patriarchal, like, you know, um, society that we live in that we're just used to seeing stuff like that but like we have seen many older celebrities dating younger women in their 20s and not really bad eye about that like when it's you know r kelly just to use as an extreme example like you know 17 18 year olds okay that's really uncomfortable like you know what i mean but 20 something year old somebody august alcina is talking about sex very openly he never seemed timid at all um in that regard relationships and stuff like that so i don't i don't view the situation that way yeah yeah i think you know i think the reason that i don't know you know you know that is i don't know that it's probably not too big a deal from will's uh standpoint because of who this guy is whether he's an up-and-coming artist or not this guy's will smith and you know and jada like you say with their open lifestyle and all that you know, this guy talking, usually guys that can really sling it ain't usually out there advertising that shit. So he probably wasn't packing too much anyway. You know what I'm saying? So, you know. Oh, goodness. You know, so when they get, you know, they got the fucking red table. When they get to the black table, Will probably in there giving a shit like, you got, you know, you got that? Come on, girl. You know, so, you know, that's what I think that shit is. I, I think they too mega, mega. Like I said, this, this young guy, he must have some up and comings, but, uh, you know, he ain't, you know, uh, you know, he, you know, I ain't never heard this motherfucker nothing that mean anything, but, you know, <laughs> I mean, he ain't that fucking with, he ain't that fucking with a, with a, with a, with a veteran like, like Jada Pinkin. I know he was in trouble to begin with, you know what I mean? So I, I don't think all that's, this is much to do about nothing. Man, I think, I just yeah. think Will responds, like his, his facial, <laughs> oh, his, body language, like, oh, his body language, uh, it's totally different. So Yo, he, he was like uh, Bill, Bill Duke from uh, Minister Society. <laughs> like, you know, you'd have fucked up, right? You know, you fucked up. <laughs> exactly. And not to be like that and not to say that he don't, you know, obviously he don't want his, you know, I, I don't know what he wants, but, you know, he don't want his woman going out and, you know, giving that thing to anybody. But, you know, to give it to this motherfucker, you know, it's a, it's a plethora of motherfuckers in Hollywood who could have hit and he would have been like, uh, all right, you know, whatever, whatever. But this motherfucker here, whoever this little guy is, this really probably did fuck with him. You know what I mean? Exactly. I think, I think, I think Will Smith was probably, um, honestly, I think. Will Smith's demeanor towards the situation probably changed when it became public because his ego was now involved. Go. Like, you know what I mean? That's really what it really, that's what I saw. When I watched that, yeah. I felt like his ego is bruised. There you go. And he is hurt by that. I don't think he ever felt intimidated by the relationship with him and Jada. With um, yeah. Jada yeah. and right. yeah, with Jada and August to the point where August said that Will gave him his blessing. Now, I do think that that was probably exaggerated right. a little you said bit. That wasn't true. But I, but 
I think that's I think that's I think that's PR. That's yeah. PR. They wanted yeah. to change the narrative. How bad would it sound if he said, "Go ahead and bang my wife"? Like no, <laughs> but I think behind the scenes, Will was not intimidated by August Alcina. He was doing his own stuff. Now that it's come out into the public, his mm-hmm. ego is bruised, and they need to change the narrative. That's what yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. That's Big Willie style. He can't have that. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah, no, he can't have that. I got that. Oh man! Shout out to Jada Will. <laughs> Jada, you got to get us all around the fucking table. We got to figure this one out. Come on, entanglement. We got her and Nick. Got to give us a call. Oh, uh, see, Tosi, you might you might have to come out with a CBD bath bomb called entanglement. Now. <laughs> I like it. That's an idea. That's definitely an idea. About Drop a bomb on that one. Drop a bomb with that one. <laughs> oh goodness. Um, oh. My gosh. Uh, pre- <laughs> <laughs> President President Trump and I mean it's so much shit to get into with President Trump, but let let's talk about this one topic with Trump. He ordered um for the C D C information to go straight to the White House. What do you guys feel about that? And should we trust the government on this one? <laughs> Hell no, man. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> Hell no. This motherfucker don't like getting... There's no way. There's no way that this guy will ever... The numbers will never be... You know, they'll never equal up, man. If if, if all the hospitals and all that is sending records to the, to Washington, bypassing the CDC, this guy... No, no way. No way. So, you know, I've always thought, man, and I really do believe this. This is my conspiracy theory, theorist at the best. But I think there's a shadow government going on. I really do. And I think that Barack and all the rest of the world has got some shit to do with it. Like this shit here, you know, they know damn well. They'll send some fake records down there. They ain't sending the real <laughs> shit. You see what I'm saying? I'm serious, man. Like, you know, that's why we got to hold on for another like 100 days or so to get this fucking crazy guy out of office. Because every time something happens, man, like, you know, this is something new. All this shit, you know, it's been a lot going on in the world. Yes, it has with North, North Korea and all that. But it's never been to the to the point where, you know, we got a fucking joker running, the you know, minding the store. And so when shit been happening, man, I think there's been shadow government having to call and be like, look, you know, this ain't us. Just hold on, motherfucker. Don't start doing nothing rash and we'll get this right when this guy gets out. You know what I mean? So... That's why I think this shit is, man. This shit is crazy, man. So, no, I know. I, I don't think he would do the right things with the records. Again, we got a hundred and some days left before his ass gets out of office. And I think we can stall up into that time, you know, and, 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 and keep shit funneling toward the CDC. That's ridiculous, man. This guy's deregulated so much, so many things, man. He the one that dismantled the, uh, the whole uh, pandemic, like, you know, uh, the team that, that Obama put together. This guy is just really, really a mess. So we just got to really get him out. And this is just Another thing on his watch. Mm-hmm. Well, I ain't gonna hold y'all. I don't trust nobody. <laughs> so, so <laughs> I, 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 really, I really don't care if they do send the to Trump. I don't trust none of that numbers that you'd be saying and all that shit. I mean, and just to um, point something out, um, I just want to point something out to to all the, um, the listeners out there. Uh, put your fucking mask on. Because yeah, the, the, shit, the shit is not over. So if you think about stopping me in the street and want to talk to me about something you have no mask on, I ain't stopping to talk to you. I just want to say that. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's yeah. important, definitely. I feel like um, when I hear, hear stuff like that, I think, first of all, I think it's important to 
distinguish the difference between the Trump administration and just government in general, because I don't think that all government is bad. Um, But as far as the Trump administration, I feel like their main goal is to be able to act out in covert ways where nobody is watching what they're doing and they're able to make decisions without getting public buy-in, which is completely opposite of what the government is supposed to be is a democracy. Right. So I think when you hear that he's ordering the CDC to send reports directly to him, of course, because they don't want that stuff going out ever since the CDC has been putting recommendations out to how we need to call, you know, the, uprising of COVID-19 and, you know, stop the spread and things like that. The white, the Trump administration has always, um, went against a lot of the recommendations that they're, they're giving. Same thing with, um, you know, about three weeks ago or was it two weeks ago, they announced that this administration announced that America's pulling out of the world health organization. Again, do not, they don't want to be held accountable for the decisions that they're making. They want to be able to, you know, plan things in a covert way and act out in the way that they, they want to act out with no precautions. So I don't trust it at all. I still think that the CDC is a, you know, at the end of the day, they're the public health agency in the United States. And I mean, they're telling people to wear masks, you know, that came from the CDC. So I don't think that all they do is bad. I definitely think that the Trump administration definitely wants to, control the narrative they don't want information coming out there that they don't that doesn't um play align with their own agenda so that that's how i feel about it absolutely yeah i, I agree yeah i agree because this this can also in my mind be a precursor to to something else and and i say that from uh, my past work experience i was a hipaa compliance officer for mm-hmm. about five years Mm-hmm. And I also worked with uh, state immunization registries during okay. that time as well. Right. So you can imagine if the CDC uh, receives information regarding immunization records or or uh, disease breakouts, so they can devise their data structures based mm-hmm. on that. And it's a government-funded right. agency. Mm-hmm. Now you're receiving some part partially protected information. Um, from from these patients now what if this can be a way for them to circumvent those hipaa regulations that the Mm. office of civil rights governs Mm. so exactly so this could be a way for them to say let's find this crack in the back door so we can Mm -hmm. manipulate public information to our benefit especially when big pharma come comes into play because you see how they're trying to push a rush on immunization. On the vaccination, yeah. yeah. And then you got Bill Gates involved in something. I'm like, dude, your your core competency is technology. And you even dropped out of college from that. Now, all of a sudden, you're this big immunologist. Exactly. I'm like, come, come on. Yeah, I couldn't you know, believe they gave him all that fucking time on that CNN that time. Excuse my language. Yeah, him and his, him yeah, and his wife mean, was talking crazy. Talking yeah, about black who the fuck are you? They ain't yeah. talking about no main friends. Come on, black people should no, be the first the ones to be treated for the vaccination. Mm-hmm. Fuck out of here. They said that? Yes. Yeah, I thought that was crazy. I was like, we don't listen to you, fucking Bill Gates. I love Bill Gates. Damn. Out of here. Already, his foundation's been been given to boot out of India from promoting uh, polio vaccines. And they were administering these vaccines at nearly three times the recommended rate. 
And because of that, several children suffered neurological damage. Mm -hmm. So now now you want to put try to get the public trust into somebody whose organization did this. But just because it happened in an Asian country, right. the, re the rest of the world is supposed to be like, oh, well, it was a poor area of India. We should we should ignore that. No, just like absolutely um, not. Just like earlier on when uh, the COVID virus began popping up in some smaller countries in Africa, I believe like Ghana, they they tried to put up a testing center like in the darkness of night without the public knowing it. And the residents came out and they literally burnt it down. Because yeah. it's like they want to put up a testing center in a country or a region where nobody had the virus. But then shortly after, you find out that testing kits were made that were at, that actually were contaminated. Like they they use different um, specimens. I think they used a, a fruit specimen and um, from some type of fruit, and they used the animal specimen um, by using a test kit on a goat, and they both came back positive. But yet, when they did a blood serum test on the goat, the goat did not have the virus. They, they checked the fruit. The fruit did not have the virus. So that only left that these test kits were already pre-contaminated somehow. Damn. Yeah. That's fucked up. The dude case needs his ass whooped. I just want to say that. <laughs> yeah. Somebody needs his ass whooped. And outside of that, isn't it convenient that he stepped down as CEO of Microsoft around this point in time? And you got the whole thing with Epstein and now his... Uh, his his right hand or or his concierge yeah, uh yeah, Delane. Yeah, yeah, all, all of a sudden it's caught it's it's like certain things are starting to topple it's like a weird domino effect going on yeah and i think they know about this they, i think they knew about this ahead of time and you know if you're gonna lock uh martha stewart up for getting a tip that this certain um stock was going to drop on her taking her money out you want to put her in jail for a couple of years then Bill Gates and everybody else who did that before the pandemic should be going to jail. All right. You know the difference between those two are? That? that that she's a woman and they're men. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's why they they sit right there. Get the fuck out of here. What fucking warm it up? Get out of here. That's what that is. Yeah. All right, guys. So um do uh cut that shit out real quick and then i got a fan question to close it out uh dad uh, for all the newer listeners uh can you tell what cut that shit out was about yeah man you know like it's a lot of shit that's going on out there and uh for all the listeners you know you know it uh it's a lot of shit that's going on that really shouldn't be happening whether it's like you know by default or people just need to cut that shit out you know so uh, you know, we uh, uh, give this little segment of the show so everybody can give a little shout out to anything that's going on in your life. It could be anything that that, that people just need to cut it out. I ain't bullshitting you. Um, so anybody want to go? Well, yo, I want to go first. Want to go? I go. I go first. I go. My go. Go for it, Jeff. <laughs> uh, this segment is for um, all the family members that get frustrated with that one family member that comes off come over for the family gathering or family cookout. And eat up all the damn food and drink all the goddamn liquor. <laughs> <laughs> Cut that shit out. <laughs> you got you to you, you kick in $20 or something. Don't just come oh, over good here. Good old cousin. Yeah, yeah. Good old cousin Lucky. Huh? Cousin Lucky. <laughs> cousin Pookie. Just want to come over, eat all the goddamn food and drink all the goddamn liquor. Cut that shit out. She got mad. Cut it out. 
uh, for me, I, I would say my, my fellow MTA riders, uh, I understand wearing these masks. It can be uncomfortable for a while. But don't have the mask on on the platform. And then as soon as you get into the confined space of a subway train, that's when you want to either pull it off your nose or down to your chin. <laughs> I mean, that talk, talk nope, about not ass. Quite. Talk about ass backwards. Not and, quite. And, and, and better yet, the ones that have on the mask and pull the mask down to cough and sneeze out into the air. Mm. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I mean, right. it's like... It's like you, you just get that urge, like you just want to ball your fist up and be like, you motherfucker. <laughs> oh, my God. Get the fuck out of here. What fucking warming up? Get out of here. <laughs> yeah, but that's mine. I go. I'm gonna. I'm gonna stay with the with the whole MTA and the whole COVID thing, man. Like, you know, I ride the bus and shit. The MTA got to cut this shit out, man. Like, you know, that you get on the bus and a third of the bus has got plastic on it and shit like that. <laughs> so you know, there's <laughs> <laughs> no room on the bus, up, man. So yeah, you know, so the bus. I'm I'm on the 54. That motherfucker don't ever run. I hope the MTA listens to this shit. You know, so I get on the bus and then. You know, they talking about not social distancing, but he not caught off a third of the fucking bus. They got to cut that shit out. They got to move the plastic up. My man that's driving the bus don't need that much room. Exactly. He got all the handicapped seats and everything. I'm exactly. just chilling all that fresh air and shit like that. You got to cut that shit out, man. I'm in the back like got my motherfucking head out the window trying to get some shit not to catch the COVID. Fuck that. MTA, move the plastic up like a couple rows or some shit. Exactly. Cut that shit out. Cut that shit out. Hey, bullshit. <laughs> what you got, Mr. Oh my gosh, I didn't prepare this one. I feel like my mind is going crazy. I can't think of anything that I want to say. I mean, I was going to say something related to like the mask and stuff like that. I want to just cut cut it out and just about basically saying that masks don't work <laughs> to stop spread of COVID-19. That, that's all I want to say. Oh, I got it. I know it's kind of corny. Not as funny. Nope. But uh, yeah. that's good. Not that's quite. Good. We that's all good. know this. Not, not quite. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. I got another one. I got another one. If, if, if you if you planning on riding the train on the bus or you just walk to the store and you wearing uh, sandals and slippers, um, put some goddamn lotion or oil on your feet. Your feet should not be <laughs> your feet should not be looking like the bottom of a Domino's pizza. Oh, oh my feet. goodness! <laughs> <laughs> That's some crazy oh man! Speaking of sandals, what? What? I, I don't know, man. I'll be seeing brothers out here wearing these slides with uh, the white. Hello. Hello. Yep. Yeah. yeah, I'm here. Okay. Mac, you breaking up? Everybody there? Oh, I'm breaking up. Oh, uh, you oh, good? You right. good? Go ahead, bro. No, no, I was, I was just making a comment on, on the brothers out here wearing these slides with the white athletic socks, man. I like get get <laughs> a coordinated color or something. No, don't, don't have socks <laughs> looking like you've been changing motor oil with your feet all day. Exactly. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh, I got it. <laughs> oh, wait, oh, wait, another MTA one. He talking about uh, going up on a on a fair. Oh, you heard about that? Oh, going up. So like, three quarters of the bus? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> What's going they, they on? They need to cut that shit out. I'm talking about raising the fare. For what? For, shit, for more shitty service? Oh, oh man. my God. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. Uh, wow. I want to send a, a special rest in peace to John Lewis. 
Civil Rights. Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. Great. Uh, rest in peace to Brianna Teller. Brianna Teller. Of course. Uh, you, you still paying attention. You need to arrest them goddamn officers who killed her in her sleep. So rest in peace mm-hmm. to Brianna Teller. You sure do. Hey, hey, Jeff, who's the shout out to? Uh, you got a uh, uh, shout out to Mr. Lewis. Who's the other civil rights uh, guy that we just lost? Mr. Vivian. Um, yeah, Reverend C.T. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, shout out like big time, man. Yeah. Hey, you know who I want to give a shout out to? You know, uh, I got to give a shout out to my fucking Regis Philbin, too, man. I ain't bullshitting. I love Regis. I ain't bullshitting. I thought he was funny than a motherfucker. And, uh, that, that he passed last night. So, you know. Yeah. Boy, I tell you, boy. Uh, boy. Uh, Regis? For anybody going. Yeah, yeah, for Regis and Kelly? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, he passed away? Yeah, naturally. I didn't see that one. Yeah, naturally. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, last night. He was 88 years old. Damn. Yeah. That's a piece of Regis, man. Yeah. Hey, I, wants to be a millionaire and all. Hey, I love Regis, man. Hey, but you know what? You know, I've, been, you know, I've been watching the Yankee games with no fucking fans in, in, in the stands and all that shit. And, uh, you know, when Regis passed, they had him thrown out the first pitch. And, uh, you know, Regis had a little arm on it. He got it all the way there. I don't know if y'all saw Dr. Fauci. Oh, that, that was terrible. The other day, y'all see that? <laughs> hit, yo, hit. Dr. Fauci is up yeah, there with 50 cents. Did you see 50 cent throw the first pitch at, at uh, Mexico City? That was horrible. Oh, <laughs> like, you, you all well, big and stocky for so. nothing. Right, oh, yeah, that's what I, we should, I don't know. Y'all probably talked about it already, but I should have said, cut that shit out about saying black women aren't exotic like please. who said that 50 cent 50, 50 cent said black women aren't exotic uh, 50 he cent said he's that? tired of seeing the same old- yep he sure did cut that shit out get the fuck out of here what fucking warming up get out of here get out of here we got somebody call 50 matt call 50 we gotta get his ass on here what's his real name anyway curtis jackson curtis Curtis Jackson, you get your ass in here. I'm calling by his government <laughs> name. You be talking that shit. What did he say? What, what did he say that? I can't he said it on um Weezy's pot like Weezy's podcast, like wow. probably like three weeks ago. He was saying, yeah, black women are not exotic. Like he's 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 saw he's seen the same type of women all his life, so he wants something different. See, 50 ain't, 50, 50 ain't, he, he got to get out of Queens, man. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> We got to get his ass out of Queens. All that money, he's stuck in his four-block radius. You see what I'm saying? And that four-block radius, you know what I mean? That four-block radius don't it don't don't exist geographically. It 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 it, uh, it manifests itself in your mind. That's where you, most motherfuckers live and die. And it sounds like that's what he is. And that's a damn shame that he mm-hmm. said that. Oh my God! I, I, what? Uh, yeah, I don't even want to go there. That's Jeff. Put that on for the next one. We got to go into yeah, that. Yeah, oh my god. Um, so last uh, question. This is a fan question. This is from uh, J J Block three four six seven. Okay, so his question is: um, Should uh, single fathers should single fathers ask for child support? This this is a calling question. Yeah, there's I mean, a fan, somebody. A fan, yeah, fan question. Fan question. Okay, yeah. got it. Okay, uh-huh. what do you guys think? I don't see why not. Yeah, I mean, I support. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I mean, yeah. If the shoe fits. Right. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, if you if you're the primary caregiver, you know, what I mean, obviously something's not something ain't right, you know. Uh, and if you're the primary caregiver and, 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 and hey, look, and, and moms ain't in the picture and she, she making money and she can contribute, 
Hell yeah, you got to give it up. I got to take Junior to karate practice and all that shit. You see what I'm saying? I need mine too. You know what I mean? So, and I expect it to go the other way too. I mean, you know, you got to take care of Junior and and, and, and little Junior, you know? Mm -hmm. I think we all got that one. Yeah, that was a good one. Who who was that at? Uh, J Block 34567. J Block 你知道你知道你知道你知道你知道你知道你知道你知道你知道你知道你知道你知道你知道你知道你知道你知道你知道你知道你知道你知道你知道你知道你知道你知道你知道你知道你知道你知道你知道你知道你知道你知道你知道你
no, just shout out to all the fans and everybody, you know, uh, for listening. And, and, and I hope that we bring you guys something that, you know, that, that's entertaining and, and, and it's, that's thought-provoking as well. You know, we, we, we laugh a lot. We make a lot of jokes and all that. but And we also touch on some serious subjects. So just keep listening here, you know, and I and, uh, hope everybody's still staying safe. want to give a shout out to everybody in Inktown, you know, in the D, uh, in uh, all boroughs, New York, and, uh, and all that good stuff. Shout out to Brooklyn. Shout out to Fort Greene. And uh, shout out to uh, Miss Tosi for you know coming on and and sharing her vision with us. And I uh, can't like I say can't wait to get my hands on some of them products. And uh, like I say, you can catch me where you catch Jeff at right here. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, special thanks to everybody that was on the show today. Um, follow us on social media. Social conversations with a Z at the end. Social conversations with the S at the end. Um, we got some new uh, season three merchandise. Uh, if you go to our social media pages, uh, the link is in our bio. Please go support. Buy a t-shirt, a fanny pack, some socks, uh, iPhone case, Android case, whatever you have. You know, we appreciate the love and support. Um, shout out to Teespring. Shout out to um, shout out to our sponsors. Um, Click Click Vodka. Shout out to Anchor FM. Shout out to Hostic Remedies. Um, we got a lot of uh, new things in the works. Um, still working on the website, so y'all guys stay tuned for that. Um, we got um, a spin-off show coming soon, so stay tuned for that. It'll be announced in the next um, couple of weeks. Um, yeah, and shout out to all the fans out there. If you got any um, topics you would like like us to discuss, uh, just hit us up um, in the comment area or the DM. Or if you go on Anchor, um, you can actually leave a message or what question you would like to us to, um, what topic you would like us to talk about here on our social conversations. Um, shout out to Snoop Dogg and DMX for one of the greatest versus battles since it started. I don't know if you guys saw that, but that versus battle was incredible. So that's why I was playing Snoop in the, in the beginning of the, uh, of the show. And shout out to Venice who can make it today. Shout out to her. And Shout out to Vernon. Exactly. So we see y'all on the next one, episode two. Peace and love, y'all. Peace. Peace, of the sea, back to the black Snoop Doggy Dog, monkey at the bus the dock, went solo on that ass, but it's still the same, Long Beach is the spot where I serve my cane, follow me, follow me follow me, follow me, but don't lose your grip nine tris ain't the year for me to fuck up shit, so I ain't holding nothing back, and motherfucker, I got five on the 20th track, it's like that, and as a matter of fact, what's a cause I never hesitate, that's what I need to hold it back, yeah, so we bought the manuscript, you see that it's a must we brought the what's the motherfucking name yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the bow to the wild. 
creeping and crawling. Yiggy, yes, yo, and Snoop Doggy Dog in the motherfucking house like every day. Dropping shit with my nigga, Mr. Dr. Dre. Like I said, niggas can't fuck with this. And niggas can't fuck with that Shit that I drop cause you know it don't stop Mr. 187 on the motherfucking top Tick tock, now what I clock Just some nuts in the clock Robbing motherfuckers and I kill them blood cops And I step through the fog and I creep through the small Cause I'm slow doggy, doggy, doggy Oh Air, and wave the motherfuckers like you just don't care Yeah, roll up the dank and pour this drink and watch your stank Why? Cause doggies on the gang, my bank goes on swole My shit's on hit legit, now I'm on parole Stroke, with the dog pound right behind me And up in your bitch is where you might find me Laying that, playing that G-Bang She want the nigga with the biggest nuts And guess what? Is I and I am him Slim with the tilted brim What's my motherfucking name? Don't talk, don't talk.